She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. You guys, I'm so excited to be doing some short clips each day with some of the health and fasting questions that you guys ask us all the time. These are going to be very short episodes answering very specific questions. Most of the time we have long episodes with one guest, but now I'm going to be answering some of your short individual questions. Enjoy. Now are so excited to introduce Dr. Peter Osborne. He's going to be talking to us about intermittent fasting for gut health and autoimmune issues. So welcome, Dr. Peter. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Chantel. This is going to be a great talk, I think. Mm, me too. So do you personally do intermittent fasting? And if you do, what kind of window of eating do you prefer? Well, I, I intermittent fast every day. Um, so my window is usually early dinner, late brunch slash lunch. So generally, I won't, I won't eat uh, past 6 p.m. and then I won't eat again until usually around 10 the next day. So it's it's uh, generally a pretty extended, at least 16 hours is what I like to shoot for. So how do you think, like talk to us a little bit about the science of what's happening in your gut when someone's fasting. Well, it, so there's a lot of science on, on what fasting does and there certainly there are different fasting strategies and we're really focusing on intermittent fasting today. So the key with intermittent fasting for most people, and again, depends on where your health background is or where you're coming from. Because the average American, probably the average person watching this summit has either a very little information about fasting or really very little information about nutrition. And I don't, I don't, I don't wanna put everybody in the same box. So if that's not you, I apologize. but Point being, the, the average person eats food that is either very unhealthy for their GI tracts in general, meaning they're eating foods that are highly processed, they're eating, whether, whether they're, they think they're eating foods that are highly processed or not, if you eat bread, you're eating food that's highly processed. If you, you know, eat things out of a package or a wrapper, you're eating food that's highly processed. And so what happens is a lot of that processed food contains chemicals, preservatives, additives, contains other ingredients like microbial transglutaminase or meat glue that makes it very, very hard to digest. You couple that with what most people's staple foods are in their diet today, which are predominantly grains. And grains are seeds, which are really hard to digest. And so if you know 50 plus percent of your diet is coming from hard to digest foods or from processed food, what ends up happening is your gut has to work twice as hard to negotiate the vitamins and the minerals out of that food so that it can get to them, absorb them and expel the waste. So you basically, it would be like asking your body to work out, to go to a CrossFit gym and work out, not just one workout today, but work out consistently all day long, right? Without a break, without any rest. And that's what happens to a lot of people's guts is they overwhelm their GI tracts. So their GI tracts are always having to work with always having to work overtime. So there's this, there's this, kind of breaking point that happens for a lot of people where their guts can no longer take on, you know, the brunt of what they're trying to make it do. And this is, this is where fasting can be extremely beneficial because what it's actually doing is it's formulaically giving your GI tract rest, right? Just like if you were to go work out your biceps or your legs at the gym, 
you wouldn't want to work them out today and then two hours from now and then two hours from now the way people eat meals, right? Everybody, the way people eat meals is they eat generally consistently throughout the entire course of the day, whether it's three square meals like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or whether you're throwing in snacks, because that's been the trend for the last 20 years is to eat six small meals a day to keep your metabolism going. Like that's the myth, right? But the reality is, is, is without a break, your GI tract loses its resiliency to break the food down and to digest it. And so it starts to falter. And this is why we have epidemic GERD, gastroesophageal reflux. This is why we have epidemic irritable bowel syndrome, people with constipation and or diarrhea, because their guts are just broken and not capable of doing the, the extra work that they're demanding of their GI tract. And a lot of people, when their gut has symptoms, then they start throwing medicines in there like Tums or Rolaids or Nexium and, and, you know, and even take it apart from the symptoms that maybe they're not having gut symptoms. Maybe they have other types of problems like pain where they take ibuprofen or they have allergies, so they're taking, you know, an antihistamine. Look, all of these medications affect the GI tract. So, like, if you're taking pain medications, it strips away the mucosal barrier of the GI tract, and then your your gut starts to break down. If you're taking antihistamines, it suppresses stomach acid formation. So now you can't digest your food. And if your food's already hard to digest, and now you're suppressing your gut's capacity for digestion, what ends up ultimately happening is an even worse scenario because then that food just sits in you. And when food sits in you and it's not being properly digested, it putrefies, it rots, feeds the wrong bacteria, helps yeast overgrow, breaks holes in your gut lining and creates this intestinal hyperpermeability that allows for byproducts that are supposed to be coming out in your poop, right? Waste and allows that stuff to enter your bloodstream and go systemic and create systemic inflammation, potentially lead to, to very bad problems like autoimmune disease. So, we want, we want to give our gut rest. I say all that to say we want to have programmed rest for our gut, just like we have programmed rest for our brain. You go to sleep at night, you let your mind rest, you let your body rest. Well, during the course of the day, most people never give their gut a break, and the only fast they get is the six or eight hours of sleep that they get on, on a nightly basis. You guys, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I've been talking about Masszymes, which is a digestive enzyme from Bioptimizers. And I want you to know that here's the thing. For me, having a digestive enzyme is a game changer because one of the biggest things that happens to me is I get really tired after my meal if I don't do it. And I have a problem with nutrient absorption. So if you could be eating the cleanest diet ever, but if you're not absorbing it, that's an issue. So this month, they're doing a really great special, and you're going to get a free bottle of the digestive enzymes from Bioptimizers. And so all you have to do is pay a nominal shipping fee. That's it. No other strings attached. It's the best thing ever. So get your free bottle of digestive enzymes. It's called Masszymes. Go to masszymes.com slash wasteaway free and use the coupon code wasteaway10. That's it. So masszymes.com slash wasteaway free. Use the coupon wasteaway10. It's awesome. Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, if we were at church right now, I'd just be like, amen, preach, preach. I love listening to you talk because you are just brilliant. And just everything that you say, I just am like, yes. All right. High five. I'll high five you through the, through the screen. But let's, there's one thing about low stomach acid. So I have low stomach acid. And obviously we know that stress and poor diet are 
a big ones um, of low stomach acid. And there's so many other things, but I will say there's one thing that I do personally that I think people don't realize how much of an impact it has, and that's eating too quickly. Because for me, you know, I do everything fast. I talk fast, I walk fast, I do everything fast. Well, including I eat fast. And I believe that that is a big problem. Like I, I've tried everything. I've tried setting a timer. I've tried setting my fork down. I even talk about in my book about how you need to do it. And I follow all the principles in my book, but I will tell you, honestly, there is one principle that is such a struggle for me and that is eating slowly. And so I actually do take like, I'll take like HCL pepsin before I eat. Um, so talk about that for like some other causes and especially like eating too quickly any tips on that of what you can do uh to eat slowly and how important is that well it's it's less important to eat slowly um than it is to eat in the right mindset or mind frame okay so and i was in the military and, and you know one of the things we had to do was we had two minutes to eat so you were in and out of there boom boom um, and it took me a, a number of years to really train myself to slow down the eating. So I've experienced what you're talking about. But it's it's less important how quick you eat. I mean, some people are out there saying, chew your food 80 times, you know, and that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you do have stomach acid. You do have digestive fluids that are able to take care of these things for you. But it's the mindset that you're in when you're eating that's more important. So mm. being in a parasympathetic state of mind is far more important than the than the the speed at which you're trying to eat. So what does that mean being in a parasympathetic state of mind? It means that your mind should be relaxed and on things that are not stressful because when you're in a sympathetic, so there's two parts of your automatic nervous system or your autonomic nervous system. There's the sympathetic side and there's the parasympathetic side. The sympathetic side is, is also sometimes referred to as fight or flight, right? It's when you're on the go, when we're, when we're go, 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 super aggressive, when we're in chronic stress mode, okay? And then there's parasympathetic, which is the side of our immune system, our, our nervous system rather, that is designed to help us sleep, relax, digest, go to the bathroom. So like these two sides are like two kids on a teeter-totter, right? And so if you're sympathetic dominant, it's like, the, it's like the sympathetic side is the big heavy fat kid on the teeter-totter and it's got the other parasympathetic dangling its feet up here and it can't get down, it can't come down, right? So we want to kind of balance that out. So one of the things that you should do to get your mind in a state of eating so that you shift the blood flow in your body to your GI tract, right? To support the, the, the ability for it to function, to support the neurological peristalsis, to support the hormone release as it's appropriately supposed to be supposed to be happening. One of the things you can do is do some deep breathing exercises before you eat. And you don't have to sit there and do yoga meditations or chants for 20 minutes. I'm talking about just sit down, spend a couple of minutes doing diaphragmatic breathing where you feel, you know, you feel your, your stomach, your belly, right? Suck in and take a five second breathe in, hold it for about three seconds, and then take another four to five seconds to expel that breath. And just do that for a couple of minutes before you sit down to eat. You can also make sure that you turn off the radio Turn off the, the news. If you're watching politics, turn that stuff off. If there's screaming kids in the background, like don't eat in that place. Like make sure that you're eating in a place of calm, in a place of peace. 
And if you're doing it that way, what that's going to do is it's going to stimulate stomach acid secretion, okay? Because your stomach acid, people don't have low stomach acid unless they're suppressing it in some way, typically, right? Or unless they have damage to their parietal cells in their stomach, which we can talk about too. There, there are a number of different foods that can damage your cells in your stomach that produce acid. Gluten is one of the predominant food substrates that we know can damage parietal cells causing low stomach acid. Uh, and other things can do that too. But again, it's, it's state of mind. It's so a parasympathetic state of mind before we eat, and that's going to allow your body to make its own acid more effectively. It's going to allow your body to release hormones like ghrelin and cholecystokinin and amylase and lipase and elastase to help you digest your food. It's going to help support your liver and your gallbladder's abilities to secrete bile appropriately so that you can emulsify your fats and absorb them properly. And these are the things that we want going on, right, when we're trying to eat. But if we're in a chronic stress state during meals, the blood is not focused here. The hormone reactivity is not focused around our core GI tract. It's focused on getting us out of danger. The last thing that any primate wants to do when they're trying to get out of danger, any mammal, is, is eat, right? As a matter of fact, most of what happens is when, when animals are in danger and they're trying to escape, like, their body systems dump. There's this, like, transient dump, and then it's boom, and then they're off, right? And so we don't want to be that way when we're eating. If we're that way when we're eating, our digestion is going to suffer, and all of our fluids are going to be diminished and, and, and not very well supported. And so then the whole premise of that meal is going to be less available to extrapolate the vitamins, the minerals, the carbs, fat, proteins, and other nutrients from that food so that our body can naturally heal and repair itself. And so if we are eating in that way every day, what we're creating is a repair deficit state. We're creating a situation where our body is chronically broken and doesn't have the capacity to extrapolate the nutrition from the food that we eat to repair us. And so things start breaking down. And so, and when things start breaking down, uh, you know, generally that, that equates to inflammation of some sort. So that, that's what lands people in the doctor's office, right? And so, you know, if, if your breakdown is pain and you go to the doctor's office and they give you drugs that actually damage your gut further, you're just going to end up in this vicious cycle. I call it, I call it the, the pain or the prescription pain trap because you, you get stuck trying to medicate your symptoms instead of ask, actually isolating and identifying what you're doing wrong to help support your digestion and your nutrition. So let's talk a little bit about how potty, going potty, uh, and having a regular bowel movement is so important for your gut health. And where are you on the spectrum of like how often someone should poop? Like a lot of times people, you know, say, well, you, you know, if you're eating three times a day, you should be pooping three times a day. And other people say, no, you know, as long as you're pooping one time a day and, you know, kind of more other physicians might say every other day would be fine. So let's talk about poop. What is your uh, opinion on how important is the bowel movement and what is the healthy amount that you feel like is good for great gut, gut health? At least once a day. I mean, you, you, you can't go less than that and have a healthy gut. If you're going less than that, there's something else going on and you need to really probably think about investigating it. But constipation is, is a major is a major problem and not because constipation will kill you, but the side effects of constipation, you know, multiplied over time are going to create a major problem in your health. Once a day is adequate. The, the traditional or typical transit time, transit time studies, this is, you know, the time it takes for a food to get from your mouth to your anus. 
Um, most studies show that you know 12 to 24 hour transit time is, 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 is pretty effectively normal. Now this will change and vary based on the curveballs that life throws at you and based on the curveballs you throw at yourself, right? So again, if you practice good parasympathetic um, practices like the deep breathing and like eating when it's calm and eating when you're calm and, and like you know making, making the importance of eating a parasympathetic habit, you're going to have regular transit times. Now, if you're living in a state of chronic fight or flight where everything is go, 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 and you never take time to so-called smell the flowers or roses or whatever, then your body's in a chronic state of sympathetic dominance. You're not really going to have that regular transit time. You're probably going to be struggling with some type of IBS where you might go several days without a bowel movement and then boom, you have diarrhea and it kind of can cycle back and forth. That's why they label IBS as IBS D or IBS-C, IBS-D is, con or is diarrhea, IBS-C is constipation. And it, generally nobody has one or the other. They have this kind of flip-flopping back and forth, meaning their body hits a point where it has to dump everything out and then it's back to constipation because they're living in a sympathetic dominant mindset. So part of it is mindset. Part of it is what you choose to do on a daily basis. Part of it is who you choose to surround yourself with, people that that lift you up and make you smile, make you happy and bring joy into your life or people who yell at you or bad relationships like that keeps a person in a sympathetic dominant state of mind. So a big part of it is, 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 is mindset. I, I hate to say that, you know, go meditate and go tell yourself that you need to have a poop. But, but really for many people, it, it sometimes is that simple. Not, not always, but sometimes it is. So if you've been enjoying the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcast or whatever platform you're listening to. Take a screenshot of it and email it to questions at chantalrayway.com. The first 15 people who do that will get an amazing free gift. You will get an exclusive interview of the Thin Eaters and what they do to stay thin and make sure they stay in trim top shape. Go to Apple Podcasts, take a snapshot of it, email it to questions at chantalrayway.com and I'll send you your gift. And if you don't feel like making the review and you want to pay $79 to get this video, it is well worth it. Just go to chantalrayway.com and download it and buy it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. And what I'd love for you to do is to tell listeners where they can find you and how they can follow you. Yeah, so you can go to drpeterosborne.com. That's drpeterosborne.com if you want to learn more about uh, just about what I do and, and my books and about some of the other projects that I have going on. Now, if you're interested in the gluten-free lifestyle, I encourage you to go visit our foundation at glutenfreesociety.org, O-R-G. If you want to learn about the gluten-free diet and the lifestyle, that's the place to come hang out. We have the largest newsletter in the world for the gluten-free community. So make sure you sign up for that so we can get you up to speed on what a gluten-free diet looks like and how to kind of embark or embrace that journey. Additionally, if you if you want to pick up a copy of No Grain, No Pain, you can buy it at most major bookstores, Barnes & Noble. You can pick it up on Amazon, um, and, uh, and you can get the kind of the crash course ultimate scientific lessons of what we kind of started to touch on today. The book comes with 32 pages of medical references if you're kind of a science geek and you want to learn more, but it also has a, a recipe book in it as well with 31 full recipes that my wife created and they're the same foods that I eat. That's one of the big questions I get is what do you eat? So you can visit me at any one of those places and, uh, and if you're ever in the Sugarland area, yeah, you can come visit us at Origins Healthcare. 
Awesome. That's amazing. Well, thanks again for being here. And you guys stay tuned because we are not done yet. We've got more amazing episodes coming up in just a few minutes. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.